Good morning, everybody. Happy New Week, even though it is Tuesday. Um, for us Victorians, uh, it was a public holiday yesterday. And so live with Nat is today on a Tuesday. Next to me, I have got the gorgeous Nikki Langman. Um, as you can see behind her, the book, <laughs> How to Be a Badass. Um, and um, I'm, I'm super excited to chat to her a little bit more about her expertise and um, her her book, her future vision and of what's coming up and all that kind of stuff. So let me give you the official introduction um, and then we can get stuck into um, the gorgeous content she'll have for us. So Nikki Langman, guys, is a professional speaker, emotional intelligence and self-mastery expert, a competitive endurance runner and author of the international number one best-selling book, How to Be a Badass, Navigating Your Road to Self-Mastery. Nikki is also a recovering alcoholic and an advocate for tackling the stigma and shame that underpins addiction. Through her journey of overcoming adversity, Nikki spent years exploring one question. What does it take to become your most powerful self? The answers to that question are outlined in her book, How to Be a Badass, Navigating Your Road to Self-Mastery. In her book, she shares her badass uh, framework form self-mastery and demonstrates the powerful principles that you can apply to your life every day to get the results you want consistently, increase your courage and confidence, deepen your authenticity, take more purposeful action, lead more effectively and manifest love and respect for yourself at all times. I love that, Nikki. So how are you anyway? Wow. Now, after hearing that, I sound fantastic. So <laughs> I know. I always feel that way when someone reads out my bio. I go, really? I've done all of those things. <laughs> I know. You're like, wow, a little, little, little bit of, you know, chuffed and humble at the same time. So yeah, yeah thank you. Thank you. Oh. I'm fantastic and so excited to be here this morning. Beautiful. And tell me, I mean, I want to know, like, what was, uh, what was the catalyst for you to start this journey to write the book and tell us a little bit of your backstory, if you know. Sure, sure. Well, as you mentioned, and I'll, I'll discuss a little bit more of that context in a minute, um, I am a recovering alcoholic and addict. And that has been something that has been with me for my entire life, um, something I talk about in the book. And it's kind of been that, you know, that it, it's been that constant, um, ever present variable through everything that I've done. So where the book came from and, and where my journey in, you know, wanting to write a book is um, I, I, I wanted to be a professional speaker. So I was already, you know, I had a career in emotional intelligence, facilitation, corporate learning and development, and I love being in front of people. I love being on stages. I love doing keynote presentations. I love training, facilitating. Um, you know, I, I love helping people have their own aha moments. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I, you know, I, I embarked on a journey as I, I was corporate L&D professional and embarked on a journey to upskill myself in presentation skills, to be the most powerful speaker and facilitator that I could possibly be. And through that process, I started to learn what's really important to speakers, especially ones that are keynotes, is that keynote speakers have incredibly powerful personal narratives. And I, I thought, wow, you know, honestly, I thought, well, I don't, I don't really have a great story. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have a shark attack story or a debilitating illness. I haven't overcome cancer six times. Like what, you know, what's going to make me an authority about inspiring people and motivating people to be their best 
selves. And I really carried that limiting belief. I just didn't want to talk about the thing that I was most ashamed of. Yeah. And, you know, kind of all my life had this, you know, this disease that was hidden. It was under wraps. It was, you know, like Nat, if you know everything about me, except that you'll like me. But if you know that your perception of me will change. And that's the story I told myself. So in this process of wanting to be a speaker and, and, and really be an inspiration to others, I started to realize that I had to start telling my story because that's a credibility issue. You know, if, you know, if I say, Hey, you know what, I'm, I'm an authority on resilience and, and self-mastery and, and people look at me and go, okay, why, why should I listen to you? Mm. And so I, you know, I, I think that the book was born out of that process of me realizing that I had to tell my story and I had to work through that process of my own shame that I've been carrying for so long to be able to, you know, to, to speak publicly and to, to say, Hey, you know, okay, we're all human. We all have adversity. Yeah. No one's adversity looks the same. It's all, you know, we carry our own adversity, but how do you overcome it? And how can I write a book? How can I give you a keynote? How can I inspire you to overcome your adversity? Whatever it looks like. Um, the, the badass, can I tell you in your yes, listeners? Please, please. Yes, <laughs> I want to know because I know it's an acronym. It, and yeah. I'm sure the, the listeners are, are curious. What does it mean? It didn't start as an acronym. It actually was an affirmation. So a word that I like because, it, you know, knowing that there are many different ways to interpret the word badass, yeah. the definition that I personally like the best is a badass is someone who is the best of the best at what they do. So it, it kind of falling into that, becoming the most powerful version of yourself, the best you that you can possibly be. And so I, I was, you know, on stages, telling my story, talking about being a badass, you know, and, and how I'd overcome so much, so much adversity over the years. And the badass was like my affirmation, like, you've got this, you're a badass, you can do it. And then I started to realize that as I started speaking to more international audiences, that the word is not you know, not always interpreted in the way that I meant it. So then I had to really break it down. I had to go, well, okay, so what does it mean? What, what do I think a badass is? What are the traits, the qualities of the characteristics that a true badass has? And so I broke it down to B is brave. Yes. A is authentic. D is direction or purpose. Yes. A action. S self-love and S self-talk. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I just ended up going. It's just five, <laughs> but there's six. <laughs> I'm a much better writer than I am with math. Yeah. <laughs> so, seven fingers there somehow. But uh, so that's to me what a badass is. And that's what the book is about. It's about, yes, I share my journey. I share, I take the listener or the reader mm -hmm. um, very deep into those dark corners, the things that I tried so hard to disown. Yeah. Um, and I open up and I open up in a very, very honest, transparent way that, you know, just says, okay, look, let's pull back the curtain completely. Um, because also as an addict, I don't do anything halfway. So if I do something, it's going to be all the way. Yeah. And so the way I wrote this book was, you know, pulling back the curtain completely and, and showing that vulnerability and showing how I overcame it. But then the rest of the book is about you. It's about applying bravery, authenticity, 
you know, finding purpose, taking action. What do you say to yourself? What, what does your self-love and your self-talk look like? Yeah. And, and that's the flavor of the book that's universal. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, give us something a little bit about, you know, what are some things that you see in people that, you know, prevent them from living their best version? I think the, the, the biggest thing that I see every day is limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. Yeah. Um, and that is the last S. I mean, it's important yeah. enough to give an entire letter to. Yes. But it is so prevalent. And, and I hear it in people all the time. You know, it, the, um, you know the use of absolute. So when people say always, never, um, you know, et cetera, thing, you know, things like that, it's very absolute. It's, it's very limiting. So I will never be blah, blah, blah. Well, of course you will never be blah, 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 because you've just told yourself you can yeah. never be that. So I think, you know, for most of us, the mountain is ourselves. The yeah. roadblocks are ourselves. It's the stories that we tell ourselves that stop us. It's not other people. Other people don't try to keep us down, try yeah. to keep us from being successful and happy. We stop ourselves. Yeah. And, I, and that message is very much threaded through my whole book, going from my personal story, talking about me and how I was able to get out of the gutter so many times. And it wasn't linear. I didn't just recover once. It was over and over and over. But there was so much self-talk that had to be changed in the way I was, in, in the stories I was telling myself. Yeah. Um, and that was the only way out for me really was to, you know, change the stories. Yeah, stories are, yeah, can really, really hold us back. I, I know the stories I've had to change over the last 12 years since I started to be and do the things that I'm doing right now. And um, yeah, so tell me, what, uh, what's the uh, vision for the book? Obviously, there's the book. Um, you do keynote speaking. So what's your kind of, what's your um, weeks and months look like now? What are the things? How do you help people? Through a, a variety of things, but um, as I mentioned before, I'm an emotional intelligence specialist and yes. I've, I've, I've become a master trainer in EI. Um, I've also, in the last few years, gotten a lot of training and exposure to nonverbal communication. Yes. So, you know, our content, what we say is a very small percentage of how we actually communicate. Yes. Um, so I'd say that those EI and nonverbal communication are my two main things that I'm doing, mostly with corporates, with businesses. Nice. Um, so, you know, mostly professional development programs that are contextualized and, you know, bespoke, built for that business and, and, and what their particular needs are. Um, so I do a lot of coaching, uh, a lot of facilitation at, at senior executive levels, um, yes. as well as middle management and, and so forth. Um, I would like to, and this is something that's kind of in, it, it's, it's happening, it's developing slowly, but to do more personal development as well and using the badass framework um, more on the personal development side rather than the corporate side. So I've got the, you know, the public? more of the general public. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I use, um, uh, you know, scientifically validated um, behavior profiling tools and things like that, that are not a part of my framework, but they're actually things I'm certified in. And I use those in the corporate environment, but I am, I'm in the process of building an online course 
um, on the Badass Framework, so six-part course that just kind of helps people to get more in touch with themselves, um, you know, more self-awareness, more authenticity. Who are you? You know, and I think that's, it's probably one of the most basic questions in the world and the most difficult to answer. Who are you? Because I think over time we get, we get so conditioned to answering that question in a way that is socially desirable. So if you ask me, you know, Nat, who are you? I'm going to give you an answer that I think you want to hear. Um, or I'm going to give you a, an answer that's appropriate for that context, maybe a work colleague yes. or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that one of our, and kind of going back to that self-talk, you know, our biggest obstacle is not knowing ourselves um, yeah. because we, we, we lie to ourselves. I mean, that's, that's as honest as I can be. We lie to ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's in the work. Stay tuned. Watch for it sometime this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, self-paced online learning course. Uh, Ooh, I love to it. Help you be a badass. And you can help so many more people, I guess, you know, achieve their goals and dreams and get out of their own way, uh, which is what I like to say to to live their best lives. You know, I um I've, I see that firsthand because I do work with the general public, you know, like you guys, you know, who want to write books and you have this lifelong bucket list dream, you know, and it's just amazing to see the transformation that you can facilitate for someone who thought they were just stuck um, in that same place. So how does someone go about answering that question in terms of who am I? Do you have some, you know, nifty questions that you would ask somebody in your coaching or in the framework that you use? Yeah, oh, I, I've got a lot. I've got, you should see my list of self-reflective questions. It's like mm -hmm. 20 pages long. Wow. Um, but one of the things that I, I do talk about in my book, but is I also use this in keynotes and presentations, is about finding your carencia. Now, mm -hmm. carencia, I apologize to any Spanish speakers out there. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Yeah. Um, but carencia, Q-U-E-R-E-N-C-I-A, carencia, is a, um, it's a word a Spanish word is kind of um, like a metaphysical type thing. And it's, it's about um, finding the place where you draw your most personal strength from. So the origins are in bullfighting. Um, and it was it, Ernest Hemingway described Carencia in his book, Death in the Afternoon, by saying the Carencia is the place in the ring where the bull will naturally gravitate toward, where he feels the strongest. And like his back is against the wall yeah. and it will not develop in the beginning of the, of the fight. The, it comes as the fight goes on and the matador knows he's got to look out for that bull. Where is that bull circling back to? Where is that bull identifying their carencia? Because the matador cannot let them get into the place. And once the bull is there, he's indestructible. He cannot be killed. And it's even, it's even said that if a bull were to fight in the same ring more than once, he would win every time Yes, because he knows where that spot is intuitively. And lots of animals have carencia in their own ways. I mean, how, how do animals know to run toward creek lines when there's a forest fire? Um, why do we burrow in caves or hibernate or build very complex dams? You know, uh, it, humans have carencia too. Hmm. But our problem is kind of going back to that. We just layer so much BS over who oh, right. we are. 
Mm. Um, and that it's about, you know, kind of getting back to the basics. So I ask people, you know, find your carencia. Where is it? So what are you doing when you're in your happiest place, when you feel at your strongest, where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing? What are you reading? What are you eating? What are you drinking? What music are you listening to? Um, things like that. And it, it, you know, just to really, that's, that's where I would start mm. is, you know, what makes you feel the best and how can you um, either have more of that in your life or find substitutes for it. So maybe it's lying on a beach in Bali. Okay. That's fantastic, but that's not going to be possible 365 days a year. Yeah. Or well, could be, but you know, with, <laughs> with a raging online personal business, but for most of us, it's not a reality. So when you cannot be on a beach in Bali, what are some other things that you can do that, that fill your cup up? Mm. Yeah, I love that. A couple of comments there about, um, you know, I, I guess we, sometimes we've heard of that being called like, what's your why? You know, mm. we're our driver, our passion, or Luba saying um, sometimes called your core genius, um, mm. your genius zone. I've heard it called that. So that's beautifully explained. That was an awesome story of, I could picture it like every, as you were telling it, no wonder you're an amazing speaker is, you know, I could picture everything you were explaining and the bull and the fight and all that kind of stuff. And it really um, makes that point. It's like, oh, what's that for the human being? Um, good morning. A couple of people saying good morning on the call. Um, so um, you secretly told me sneakily that there was book two on the way <laughs> uh, as we were about to go live. So I want to know what book two is. Um, what are you going to cover off in that one and tell us a little bit about, um, because I mean, I always know writing books is quite addictive and that you never stop at your first one. Your first one's just the hardest, <laughs> you know, you learn a lot yeah. through that uh, process. What's book going to be about? So I'm still, um, I, I haven't written it yet. It's still all up here. Okay. Um, because you know, I, I, I like to say you have to live the content before you can tell the story. Yes. So I'm still living the content. Um, but one thing, and, and again, this is kind of a theme of this conversation that you and I are having is yeah. the second book will be either titled or subtitled conversations with the mirror. And it's going to be all about those stories that we tell ourselves um, mm -hmm. and the conversations that we have with the mirror. Um, and my intention is not going to be, it's not going to be a book about my conversations, although I might, you know, put some anecdotes in there or, you know, sprinkle some of my conversations in there. Cause I am hilarious. Mm -hmm. Seriously. I mean, go ask my mirror. She just cracks up every time I walk by. Um, <laughs> and I actually do have some like literally like knee slapping conversations in front of the mirror that I'm yeah. no one else can see. Um, but I want to interview other people. I want to talk to successful people or people who have, who feel like they're successful or are perceived as successful and yeah. talk to them about, um, you know, what are the conversations they have with the mayor? Mm -hmm. So how do other people, um, you know, like I'll take you, Nat. Okay. You, you're a very successful entrepreneur. However, you didn't start at, you know, running a seven figure business. You started in the trenches, earning very little money and putting out just a hell of a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. And I want to know from people like you or, or similar to you, so what changed? How did you persevere? Mm -hmm. How did you keep going? What were the stories? What were the, you know, that, what was that self-talk? Mm -hmm. What was happening in those times with yourself? Because, you know, hitting roadblocks is a fact of life. 
and nothing goes smoothly without roadblocks. And if it does, well, you, then you're probably not aiming high enough. <laughs> so, um, you know, and even like, you know, some of my dear friends are, are really impressive athletes and I want to get inside their head. Mm. And say, All right, what do you tell yourself? How can I learn from you? Um, so that's, that's I love what's that. I love in that. my head. <laughs> I think we always are curious, what did I do? How can we model them? Like, you know, even at this point, I'm still curious about what people say to themselves or what routines do they have in the morning? You know, like, you know, you can tell a lot by what a person does on a consistent um, basis, you know, repetitively. And, you know, there's little one percenters or the little differences, you know, I observe the people I'm surrounded by and I can see the ones that are doing well and what they do. And, you know, there's, um, I think there's commonalities in the, you know, in people who are successful or those that struggle or those that are healthy or those that are unhealthy, whatever, whatever it is. And I think that's a beautiful uh, way to pull it all together because not only will you be helping others by sharing these conversations, but I believe you end up benefiting yourself because you find out, you know, the, the strategies and you can model yeah 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 absolutely yeah so stay tuned if, if yeah. you want to be interviewed please get in contact with me I'd love, <laughs> to chat with you. love it love it so tell me then how was like we said writing your first book is always the most awkward or unfamiliar you're doing it for the first time so how did you find the process I mean we worked together I think it was a bit over a year ago um that you were at your retreat and doing all of this so talk to me a little bit about that yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it's it's interesting. This um, this week is my one year anniversary since my book was published. Yeah, so oh, wow. it was yeah March of twenty twenty one. And we did. I do. I was in the August twenty twenty retreat. And um, and kind of what happened. So you know um, how I how I said I was in corporate L and D yeah. and uh, and then when COVID and so I was already like I was already training to be a better professional speaker. I had already thought about writing a book, but it was more like that three to five year plan because I was, I had a full-time career, you know, had to prioritize things. So I was like, okay, one day I'll get to the book. Um, And then COVID happened in March of 2020. And in April, just a few weeks later, I was made redundant. And I thought, all right, wow, here's my opportunity. Like, you know, it was, I did not at all see it as a setback. I saw it as the road in front of me has just been cleared. And so I then committed, you know, it took me like a week to, you know, lick my wounds and get over it. But then, you know, then I committed, I'm like, just start now, you know, get it off the three to five year plan, because God knows the things we put on the back burner tend to stay on the back burner. Yeah. So the the best advice I could give to anyone who is even thinking about writing a book is start now. You have absolutely nothing to lose by starting now. And if you have excuses and they are excuses like, oh, I got kids or I got, you know, uh, an elderly family member or a full-time career. Okay, that's fine. But if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to make it happen. You'll find the time. And so me, again, those, you know, the, the attitude of the roads have had, you know, the obstacles have just been cleared. I've got a clear path now to do this and I have to do it now. We had no idea in early 2020 what the next two years was going to look like. And being in Melbourne, there was, you know, there was some 
very long periods of lockdowns. And I don't know, by maybe it was a guiding hand from above or something, but it just, everything fell into place. Um, I started writing, I started, you know, putting the framework together. I started really thinking about the badass acronym in those months between April when I um, had all of a sudden a lot of free time to August when I did my retreat with you. Yeah. And so all of the, the storyboarding and things happened in that point of time. And, and seriously, when I say story, storyboarding, I covered a wall in my apartment with yeah. butcher paper and just put sticky notes everywhere. So I, I, I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole book in front of me. And that's how I think best, you know, big picture. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I remember seeing some pictures of you sharing on social. Probably. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and then, you know, there was um, about four months where I just fully immersed myself um, and, you know, and, and got up at four o'clock every morning because yes, I did have, you know, a child and a husband that needed attention too. So, you know, I made it happen by getting up at four o'clock every morning and getting in front of my computer and, you know, over four months, I, um, yeah, I, I was able to put out a book that I'm pretty darn happy with. Yeah. Um, and so that I, I, you know, I think that what you and your team did, um, and then I think this is important for anyone who's listening, who's, who's going, wow, well, if she can, maybe I can, and I should and I want to, is that you and your team guide you every step of the way. So I never felt like I was out of my depth. I never felt like I couldn't do it. It wasn't like I started the process and then stopped because I lost um, confidence. Um, my confidence kept increasing because I knew I had a team there to support me. Yeah. And that was, that was critical. Thank you so much. Like I, I we love working with you. As I say, you know, um, you work with some people and they're just absolutely, you know, great students. If you, you know, following the system, following the recipe and you did exactly that. And I'm super proud of everything that, that you're, you're putting out there and all that sort of stuff. So let's tell the guys where they can get your book. Like, let me just show on the screen mm -hmm. a beautiful picture of Nikki's uh, book. Um, there it is. I know you've got the banner there behind you. And also, guys, um, I'll pull up and Nikki's got her own website as well. Uh, I'll just pull that up so you can see where it is. And those that might be listening to this as a podcast, um, then we'll tell you exactly how to spell um, the website so it's nikki langman.com n-i-k-k-i-l-a-n-g-m-a-n.com and nikki tell them that anyone that's listening to a recording or live uh this particular interview they can put in a special code to get a special discount tell explain what that is <laughs> absolutely so i want to give 48 percent off the book um, to anyone that's listening to this podcast, or even if you've read my book and want to get extra copies for people that you know, that you work with, that you love, et cetera, um, 48% off. Um, and so when you go and, and that'll be, um, evergreen, it'll, I, I will not pull that code down. So you can use that at any time. Um, and so if you go into what Nat was just showing you the tab, this is badass book. Um, and put it in your cart. When you get to the end, it'll ask you for the coupon code before you check out um, and just put in the number 48. Nice. Easy to remember because, of course, she's talking to the ultimate 48-hour author, so we chose that to be 
the code so you guys can really easily remember it and not have to remember a long-winded word as well um but that's nearly half price like seriously it's um you know pretty much nick is getting a book into people's hands at cost price pretty much i would say so thank you for being so generous with that and if you don't get it off uh, nikki's website you can also find it on amazon and all of your good online resellers um because it is distributed worldwide um, and it is a number one amazon bestseller so do check it out i think um you've got so many wonderful anecdotes and metaphors that you share and um and you write beautifully and you express yourself beautifully so i think it would be a very enjoyable book to read um you know that hopefully it will also inspire change and action in other people yeah yeah anything Absolutely. else you'd like to add what will, what will be your parting words with this audience oh geez well that's a question i hadn't thought about <laughs> um so i i if you if you go to my website on the home page yes. it pretty much has everything that i'm about in four simple sentences own who you are, know what you want, take action, and don't give up. I love that. That's it. <laughs> Guys, just remember those four sentences um, and go check out the website, check out the book. And Nikki, I really appreciate you giving up some of your time today to meet with us and to talk to our audience and the people that are gonna be listening to this over time. Um, you know, get in touch with us, get in touch with Nikki. Um, she's absolutely inspirational, amazing. And I can't wait to see where you are in six to 12 months time. Um, and definitely looking forward to seeing the book to evolve ahead uh, on your journey. <laughs> so I really appreciate it. And guys, remember, go and smash it out now. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Bye.